The Major League Rugby offseason has finally passed. The 2023 Fantasy MLR Draft is all wrapped up and a new season is upon us. It's time to get to business with our very first Fantasy MLR Week Preview, breaking down all the matchups in this opening week one from a Fantasy MLR perspective. We'll also talk about how last week's draft went down and how league managers set up their teams for a shot at winning this year's Fantasy MLR Championship title. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show. Bringing fantasy rugby to the masses. Talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 53 of the Fantasy Rucker Show. Thank you so much to our Fantasy Ruckers League members, our community members, and everyone else tagging along on this journey of trying to make fantasy rugby a reality in the MLR. And man, oh man, it is finally here, MLR 2023. We are here in week one. I'm Ryan Yee, of course, and with me as always, Matt Yee. And, and Matt, we are finally here at the opening of the 2023 Major League Rugby season, which means the fantasy MLR season is upon us, which couldn't be more exciting. Yeah, no, it's official. We're in week one. All the teams are putting out their week one graphics, or week one posters. You know, we're getting ready for those lineups to be released. But honestly, I'm I haven't even started really thinking about week one because I'm still buzzing after that draft on on Friday. So, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling good. The team's <laughs> feeling good. This is probably the best I'll feel all year. It's all it's only downhill from here, really. And there were some uh, draft rankings or draft yeah. ratings, I should say, that were released uh, by a special someone that definitely has you uh, buzzing a little bit more. Um, after, I mean, it definitely helps. <laughs> That's for sure. And inflate the uh, the ego a little bit. But yeah, we yeah. had an exciting uh, fantasy MLR draft take place last Friday. Um, it was our second ever draft that we'd done as part of the Fantasy Rutgers League. It was super exciting stuff. Had a live stream going. Um, it, it, we really we, we thought we were just going to get through about three or four rounds on the live stream but our league members were pushing and putting they wanted to see the grind out and stay up for the whole thing the live stream ended up going for three and a half hours um but it was three and a half hours of an absolute uh absolute blast of a time uh interacting with our league members and and some of the community members there and then obviously watching uh watching it all unfold in terms of how you guys were building your teams for this uh this run at uh at the championship fantasy Rutgers league jersey that if you're watching the youtube video you see behind me yeah i mean if you ended up or you do end up watching three and a half hours of that draft <laughs> video you will see about three hours of me sweating because i have no idea who i'm picking so um yeah. after the first two rounds and maybe we'll get into a little recap but after the first two rounds uh yeah, I was I was sweating. I was everything was just downhill from there for me. Yeah, it, it was a good time to say the least. Um, yeah, we are gonna break it down. We got a jam packed episode, obviously, in this week. This is like I said at the top of the show, our very first week one preview of the 2023 mm -hmm. season it's all on schedule now you're going to get used yep. to the same episode format every single week we're going to be talking uh, a look ahead to obviously a breakdown of the upcoming matches we're going to do a look back on the matches obviously in the previous week uh and then we're also gonna what everyone waits for uh the, the waiver wire pickups the key pickups heading into into each uh, match weekend so we're obviously going to have some of that a little bit in here going to do a week one preview of those matchups are we're obviously going to talk about the draft 
draft that happened and kind of the surprises that led there. Talk about some of those uh, that, those draft gradings from that that special someone, and then also uh, also talk about some uh, possible pickups ahead of this week as people kind of round out their lineups after having some uh, some time to reflect here, Maddie, about the guys that they drafted and maybe uh, regret drafting a little bit. But nonetheless, um, it was it was an awesome time. Yeah, no, it was. Uh... I mean, I, I, I'm still in disbelief the fact that we went three and a half hours, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> and it, it is what it is. And I'll just say it. If you've been a listener of this show um, or a viewer of this show, you kind of have an understanding of the running joke we have on this podcast now where it all started uh, with me throwing a poop emoji beside Matt's name uh, when I released the uh, the standings of last season. Just to remind people that he did finish last oh, yeah. in, yeah, our, in our inaugural people. season. No, I just did, them know Ryan. Just, just make sure they remember because they haven't heard enough. I did say that the draft last week was going to be the flip of the page, but this is my last chance of getting this in. I just want to mention to the viewers on the draft. No, it's, do you know what, Ryan? You're not the only one. I saw on Twitter today, you know, even after Rugby Morning puts out, and, and I, I spoiled it. So, right, even after Rugby Morning puts out the article of me at the top, you know, at the top of his rankings. James Dealey still comes in flying in hot with five poop emojis, not just one. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm getting away from that anytime soon. But look, look, I'll make the people forget. My, right? my, I told you, there ninth we go. place finish, they'll forget. My point being uh, that, yeah, they opened up the draft stream with just a whole wall of poop emojis to welcome, to welcome you uh, into into that new 2023 year. Uh, but yeah, no, maybe uh, you'll be able, especially after that draft grading that you got, maybe you'll be handing it off to someone else in this upcoming 2023 yeah. season. We'll see. But uh, yeah, su super exciting stuff, man. Uh, we're going to get into all that right now, but obviously a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, if you aren't following us already, ready uh you want to do that at the fantasy ruckers on instagram fantasy ruckers on twitter you want to join yeah. our our discord channel we got a join link the for, discord we got a link of that down below it's been absolutely growing and exploding we're not even just talking over the MLR, past days. no 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 we're not we got it's all rugby everything in there you know a little bit of super rugby here and there um yeah it's been it's been super exciting stuff you if you enjoy being around people who really do love the sport you'll want to be joining our discord community uh it's been blowing up a lot of people have been joining as of recently especially after the draft that we had uh so it's it's really exciting to see that and then of course um if you like what you're watching uh on on youtube make sure you throw us a like if you like it even more you know subscribe there so you get notified each and every week when we do drop these uh these episodes which have been and it's your last chance doing. leave leave a poop emoji in the comments last chance <laughs> there you go and i will say too um out of all those social media channels instagram twitter uh especially our discord uh we are continuing to working on expanding this thing to more and more people you've heard we now have an official website that is going up. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that. That's going to help our league members um, in terms of managing their team. So that's a big, big, big step up from what we were working with last season uh, with me having to do everything by hand, basically using Google Sheets. Not basically, like actually using Google Sheets to get this all sorted. Um, and that's one step closer to being able to expand it to more and more people to allow everyone in the Major League Rugby community and beyond enjoy what is fantasy MLR because it's been an absolute blast after one season. I can only imagine that's going to be even more fun heading into this year as well um so so we're super excited for that but uh yeah um i think it's now time to start hopping into the nitty gritty matt and, mm -hmm. and we've done it the past few episodes where we start off the top but once again the commissioner has a little bit of an update oh again what is why how are we gonna make this a habit
We can't be making this. Hear ye, hear ye. Commissioner Yee is here with the Fantasy Rutgers League update. Yeah, we're starting again off the top with uh, keeping our league members in the loop and everyone who's been following along the Fantasy Rutgers League in the loop as well. Uh, Kind of the big announcement here, guys, is that I know that it's been a little bit delayed with this website getting it out and live for you guys. It is up and running. You can check it out, thefantasyruckers.com. We got got a www now, Matt. We we got an official thefantasyruckers.com URL. So you can head on there uh, in your browser. You can look at that. You can see kind of the uh, outwork and out framework of how this fantasy league is going to operate uh, for league members. Uh, we are going to set you up soon with creating your accounts to have access to your team. Once you guys are on there, we'll be able to add the guys that you've drafted onto those teams. Um, and a video shortly will be coming out to you uh, as a tutorial on how you will operate on a week to week basis. Um, so make sure you keep a lookout for that. Um, and uh, for for those of you who aren't in the fantasy Rutgers league but are interested in fantasy MLR or hoping to one day eventually get into the fantasy MLR space through us. Uh, You'll want to be keeping along uh, and keeping track of that website. Uh, We'll have everything updated on there. We'll have uh, have the the top players on there. We'll have the matchups for you guys to access. So you'll be able to now watch in real-time basis just as our league members are watching um, or are following their teams uh, by accessing that website, which is a huge step up from what we had last year. Last year, we would have to, you know, post on social media and, and keep people updated that way. But if you want to take that extra step you can head to the fantasy and now keep track of it on your own which is super super exciting stuff for us because the more people that are involved with it the more people that are digesting this stuff it's going to be great and, and we do plan in the future to be having some fan more fantasy content on there as well as matthew kind of uh, spoiled at the top of the show uh rugby morning has so kindly um uh, uh, even I, I don't know how this guy does it with all the all the the stuff that he's involved in, um, and, and and how much time. There's only so much time in the day, but nonetheless, he's found a, a little bit of extra time to contribute to uh, fantasy MLR and the fantasy Rutgers. So he'll be coming out with some uh, articles on a weekly basis, breaking down stuff, giving you rankings, uh, things like that, which is super exciting. He's already come out with uh, a fantasy Rutgers league preview on how this whole thing really started. You should go check that out right now. It's on on the uh, the uh, MLR Flan blog network that was started by our very own uh, web developer alistair kirsch pool which is really cool um so you can check it out there but we do hope to cross post those uh those those articles onto the fantasyruckers.com in the very near future so that will be there as well another reason for you to to bookmark the fantasyruckers.com on your yep. web browser there so it should be good so um again uh league members by the time this podcast comes out the video should be up so make sure you go check out that tutorial uh we'll keep you guys in the loop i'll also give an update in terms of how the weekly league uh the week operates on a week-to-week basis uh basically what you guys will be doing uh kind of similar to fantasy football um just pushed a little bit waiver wire will be running through the the overnight through uh through into thursday morning so you'll be wanting to put in those fab bids on wednesday evening at the latest get those in starting lineups will have to be set uh by the time of each team uh each team starting kickoff date that weekend and then all the points will be tabulated there you'll be able to track your matchups there and it's going to be super exciting stuff so um again that tutorial is going to come out uh that's how the kind of the weekly in a nutshell kind of operates on a week-to-week basis um but yeah it, it's time to get to the nitty-gritty and and really uh start getting this fantasy uh Rutgers league thing running and rolling in its second season in existence after what was a, a very successful inaugural season that gets you pumped up matt 
that got me pumped up. I mean, let's get past the commissioner updates. Let's get into the good stuff. Let's preview the games. Let's get to the waiver wire. Let's get to the news and notes. Let's talk some players. Let's talk some fantasy. Absolutely. All right. Let's hop into it. Uh, we got to break down some news and notes that has some pretty big fantasy impact uh, mm-hmm. in in, uh, in in the world of fantasy MLR. Um, a couple teams now uh, now releasing uh, after now that preseason is all wrapped up, releasing their lineups. New England Free Jacks have posted on social media with uh, with yeah. kind of their uh, lineup that they'll be heading into at least week one with. Matt, you'll be happy. I know you drafted Reese McDonald and oh, I drafted and all their you, flags. You drafted all their flags. You drafted Reese McDonald. You drafted Jason Potro. So you you have the handcuff there so yeah. i don't think you can necessarily go wrong new england is a, is a good team so i'm sure you were you were uh, reassured after seeing that and then of course rugby new york uh excuse me the rugby new york iron workers have also uh, posted whatever. their uh their lineups heading into the first week as well so uh expect many more teams to be coming out over the coming yeah. days with just, those with those roster rosters just, yeah clarification not lineups yet for week yes. one but for the rosters for their upcoming season the only thing I want to say is the Ironworkers, you know, I was so pumped up about Doyle Hedgepath being drafted and how incredibly athletic for a prop he looked in his highlight tape. I'm sad to see him not on the roster, but hey, that 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 rugby New York Ironworkers front row uh, front row room is pretty packed, so so he would have had a hard time making it. Now, now it is a step up from what we I feel like we were experiencing last season because I feel like a lot of these announcements came even later and closer to opening day, if we even got, you know what I mean, some of these announcements. Yeah. So uh, having these definitely provides some clarity for fantasy managers, especially mm-hmm. ahead of waiver day that's going to process uh, this Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. So anyone who wants to make a pickup who maybe has seen something they don't like with the guy that they drafted last Friday, they'll be able to put some waiver bids and some waiver claims in on Wednesday uh, uh, this evening I should say um, to process through to tomorrow and have those lineups ready for uh, for the opening opening rosters on February or opening games I should say on February 17th um, now let's let's hop into it I mentioned preseason uh, teams wrapping up their preseasons getting those final tune-up games put in there and, yep. and when I mean tune-up games I really do mean tune-up games because it looks like you know Seattle Seawolves taking down Seattle rugby 49 to nothing so yeah, really getting expected. the Really getting the confidence going there. And then a surprising one, uh, Old Glory DC taking on the Toronto Arrows. Old Glory DC putting up the points in that matchup, 42-14. to 14. Other matches yeah. that were played, uh, the New England Free Jacks uh, taking on the Houston Sabercats. They fell short, 34-21. to 21. And then a little bit of a like a mini tournament over at Frank Brown Park in Panama City Beach where Atlanta uh, played the American Raptors and Chicago Hounds. And then uh, the Chicago Hounds facing uh, the Atlanta Raptors and – or excuse me, the Atlanta Raptors. The Atlanta uh, Rugby Atlanta. Atlanta and then American uh, Raptors as well. So a little three-way kind of mini tournament there in yeah. Panama City Beach and then wrapping it up with the Utah Warriors taking on uh, the San Diego Legion as well, 56-26 uh, to 26 there. So, uh, yeah, preseason matchups all wrapped up now as we head into week one. Uh, anything in particular that kind of stood out to well, you from those matches? Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me is, one, uh, it didn't seem like Toronto had their full lineup in. A lot of guys were out uh, and didn't travel with the squad. So uh, let's not think too much about into that beating that they took. They had James O'Neill starting a hooker as a fill-in and nobody to, to as, a, as a replacement. Where's our boy so, Jack? Where's our yeah, boy Jack? Exactly. Where's my boy Jack? I mean, he's on rock and roll squad, but but where is he? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I just, you know, the Houston and New England Free Jack game was broadcasted, so I had a chance to watch some of that. Uh, Houston looks great. I mean, yeah. for the first for the first half, for the first, I think, 25 minutes, I swear, the cameraman could have went to grab a coffee and just leave the camera staring at the New England Free Jacks half because <laughs> that's all where the ball was. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, like you usually say, it's preseason. 
let's move past it. We're into week one. You know, let's start getting hyped up for that. Absolutely. And uh, one last uh, news and note that I want to get out of the way uh, is that, and this is, this is for, for you, Matt, uh, ahead of the, I guess, really the, 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 the day before that the, uh, the Chicago Hounds are set to take Old Glory DC on Saturday, yeah. uh, on Friday morning, they're going to be holding an open training session. So we didn't get enough likes for you to head out to their open tryout back in, what was it, January? So, hey, maybe we can get enough likes on this episode to get you quickly out to chicago for this friday yeah, for a quick, mean, uh, open training session uh 8 30 to 9 30 a.m uh at sea geek stadium dome uh which would uh would be funny if they if, if they're if, a scrum hat <laughs> i mean look if that happens i'm gonna have to make a quick waiver wire move and pick myself up so <laughs> there you go i mean in all seriousness though i think what this really stands out to me uh we talked about it a little bit uh on the eagles overseas uh showed when we were on there last week uh with john fitzpatrick of uh, rugby morning and then obviously bill baker of eagles overseas how there's a little bit of uncertainty with the chicago team uh, nothing that i've seen that's been clear as of yet so this is really a lot of just speculation but it sounds like and we've heard through people <laughs> that there may be some work visa issues where some guys may not be able to join the team right off the get-go so maybe there are some holes to fill here and they're using this open training session yeah. to maybe fill those last little maybe. remaining roster spots but nonetheless um i think the hype for the chicago hounds team is dying down a little bit uh just because of that uncertainty that we really Really haven't seen them and and haven't seen them in action but really the first time we'll have any tape on the chicago hounds is when they uh they show up at segra field in dc on uh, on saturday really yeah i mean good luck to them i mean we'll, we'll see i'm excited though i'm excited to see what they look like i'm excited to see what lineup they put out there like you said lots of speculation only one way to find out is uh is, is you know watching the game absolutely all right let's shift on now to kind of talking a little oh, bit wait, ryan yes you forgot an important one here. Okay. You brought up the Chicago Hounds, right? We got a new Chicago Hounds type team coming in in 2024. That is correct. That is correct. Yes, we cannot skip over this. Um, uh -uh. I'll, I'll open it by saying we have mentioned it on the show before when there was kind of rumors and speculation about it's not this a rumor team anymore. joining. It's not a rumor anymore. The MLR making it official. The Miami Sharks will be joining the MLR in 2024. Uh, yep. Kind of got mixed feelings about this. One, I'm super pumped up that Miami is going to have a team because I've said this before on this show and on other shows that I am a big fan of the whole Miami Vice color scheme. So if they can mm -hmm. adopt that as part of their kit, I'm going to absolutely fall in love with Miami, uh, the Miami Sharks. Um, and we've, we've talked about kind of our rankings with some of the kits this season. Um, that would instantly go to one of the best, I think. Um, and you throw a collar on there too. Ah, it's going to look oh absolutely absolutely man you're starting to realize kind of my taste here um when it comes to to uh rugby kit um and then my second i guess kind of thing that puts on the flip side is that we're going to be back to odd uh odd number teams in this league yeah. um and just as like a commissioner of of a fantasy sports you know how we are uh, uh, con uh it's so important to have even number teams um but i guess that's just a, a small price to pay to have a team like miami join uh the mlr uh and yeah and and what is it with you know a bunch of rugby teams naming themselves the sharks i mean we've got the sales sharks we got the sell sea sharks and now we got the miami Sharks. so it is interesting to see yeah who knows i mean the speculation is that you know this could draw a lot of players down to miami they could be a pretty good team but the only thing i'll take away is we got a southeast North American team, mm -hmm. 
Might as well get a Northwest team in Vancouver. Ah, there we go. And we know that uh, that Maddie has been pushing that for quite some time. And and uh, there have been yep. people on the show that have visited. I know Andrew Coe, um, a guy that spent a lot of time out in Vancouver. He's been uh, is a big proponent of getting a, a Vancouver team out there. So, hey, who knows? I, I would be all for it because it would, it would pop us right back to an even number, right back to 14. Oh, yeah. Uh, which would be good. But hey, you got to talk. You got to give the MLR props to here, Matt. Um, talk about, you know, losing L.A., losing Austin, two big cities. And now you're joining and, and bringing in Chicago and Miami. I really think that's a pretty, pretty fair swap here when it comes to big, big time sports cities that are going to draw, like you mentioned, uh, people to to come to those cities to play, uh, play rugby. And we've we talked with uh, guys before that overseas um, guys are really looking at these locations. And I think Miami and, and even Chicago are both places that uh, people will be very, very interested in playing a little bit of, uh, of, of rugby over here um, in on, on state side and all that. So, uh, yeah, definitely had to mention that uh, Miami Sharks official 2024 really cool stuff um, but yeah now let's move on over to do a little bit of a recap of how our draft went down last Friday um, again had an absolute blast um, with with uh, with our league members they're interacting with them um, if you tuned in as just a, a, a watcher and follower of this league um, I'm sure you saw all of the the good times that we we're having um, all the mispronunciations that I had going through a yeah. whole bunch of players and getting corrected me too, me too. getting corrected by uh, rugby wraps up Matt rugby wrap ups Matt McCarthy uh, live on stream that was really good getting the phonetic spelt in the comment mm -hmm. section as well um, really making us feel really good there uh, but nonetheless I mean I, I think the biggest way to go about this Matt is just to talk about things that really surprised us and we mentioned it on the stream uh how we did our own mock draft leading up to the draft and what did we say on the show I said I think we said that we maybe got 50% of that first round right uh maybe I think that's, uh, getting that's just five generous, of the players. not even the right position just like getting those players going in the first round our league members must have known something because what we thought was going to happen definitely did not happen, particularly a lot of guys picking fly halves in the first round and even uh, throwing in a, a couple of uh, front rowers, not nearly as many back rows and centers that we thought mm -hmm. were going to go in that first round as we expected. Yeah, I mean, I was just floored for the entire first round. Me being the 10th pick, I was just watching these people go and I mean, I was so confused. It actually had me nervous for who I was going to pick at 10. So, you know, I ended up picking JP Duplessis, who I thought was gonna, not going to be available. But then I started getting second-guess thoughts in my head, thinking, why is this guy still available? Am I missing something? Like, am I missing something? But um, I think it was just the way the draft went, the way you could see how some of these fantasy managers were thinking, um, how some of the different guys were going for some of the homegrown talent as well, the hometown uh, hometown teams. So, uh yeah i mean it was surprising but i think it was it, it all evened out at the end yeah uh i mean just to name a few notables here ed fido getting uh or yeah ed, ed fido i should say as matt mccarthy yeah, uh, mentioned to me ed fido uh he got selected first overall we expected bill meeks to go there bill meeks didn't end yep. up getting selected into the very first pick of the third the, for good the, reason though uh the first pick of the third round for good reason obviously we mentioned some of those work visa issues it sounds like he's not gonna be joining the team until mid-march apparently so. he went on a flight back to australia really I didn't hear yeah. that. So I guess that that's even more news uh, that that could uh, that could either pay off um, if he does return and and rugby morning was able to steal him in that third round or or maybe it's a, a wasted third round pick where uh, where we're really uh, going to have to take some time before we do see Billy Meeks. But yeah, Ed Fido getting selected in that with the first pick of the first round. And then we didn't expect I mean, Riker Hadden getting picked with the second uh, pick of that first no. round. I mean, 
we know Riker Hatting was by far the best back rower last year from a fantasy perspective. Well, we know why. Um, obviously, yes, there, there are a little bit of stipulations on what happened. Obviously, he received the suspension for using PEDs. Uh, expectedly, he will be coming into this 2023 season uh, clean, in ho- I hope. Um, and, and he has served that suspension. Um, it was a time base. I believe it was something like six months or something like that. And I think it was enough time uh, between the end or when he got suspended last year towards the start of the season for him uh, to serve that time. And then, obviously, there was a run of fly halves that we talked about. I mean, AJ Alatimu getting selected third. Jack Hyden yeah. getting selected uh, with that, that sixth pick, which is a huge one. I mean, a little bit of a homer pick there by Rugby Wrap-Up. Obviously, we know yeah. that he has connections uh, with Rugby New York. Sam uh-huh. Malcolm getting picked with that uh, that uh, that seventh pick there. Um, even even the guys like, you know, Luke Burden getting uh, thrown Luke up Burden there. Luke Burden was a surprise. Was a surprise there by uh, by Hokey Dankus Anchors there. And then, who would have thought, man, you, me- you mentioned J.P. Duplessis, but did you really think on that last turn there, at the end of the first round, the start of the second, that you'd be left with J.P. Duplessis Duplessis and Duncan Matthews, guys that heading into this uh, this draft, when we were breaking down the top fives, you had JP Duplessis as your second best center after Billy Meeks, and then you had Duncan Matthews as your second best winger after Ed Fido, and you got them at the first round, which I think was an absolute steal. Probably the steal of the entire draft, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, these two are my easiest picks of the draft, and everything after that was probably the... I just had conflict at every pick. So, I mean, these, it was nice to get the two easy ones out of the way. Um, but yeah, definitely a surprise that those two fell to me. Absolutely. And I guess going through some of the other picks in that first round as well, uh, Danny Tusi Tala getting picked at the fourth pick was pretty surprising for me. I know that from a a fantasy perspective, he was among the better scrum halves. And we talked about tier breaks kind of throughout, uh, the build up to this draft and there really was a pretty decent drop off after Danny Tusitala um mm-hmm. JP Smith kind of closely kind of uh, uh I guess kind of teetered there in that space but JP Smith didn't get uh I'm trying to look here where he got selected um uh but it, w- it was later on in that second round at the back end of the second round so really a, a large space there um not sure if that's going to pay off to be honest I mean we talked about how scrum halves they're not the best tries they're not the best point scorers but we also mentioned how having a guy at that position even though he's not putting from a a, a position comparison to position uh a point level like when you compare like let's say a scrum half in fantasy to a center in fantasy obviously centers are scoring uh way more points than the scrum half but at least when you yeah. go head to head when you have a guy like Danny Tusital and you're facing another team who has maybe one of those lower end scrum halves that point discrepancy that you're going to have in terms of advantages going into every single week is going to be a big one. Is it worth the fourth overall pick? I'm not sure. Can it pay off? It might, but kind of your mindset on Danny Tusitali getting picked so high there, even ahead of guys like like your guys' picks, uh, J.P. Duplessis. Um, I mean, he was just selected ahead of LaRue Milan, uh, Lourdes Vanderskiff, Will Leonard, some of the centers that we had top there, um, even some of the best uh, front rowers that we had, and even, even Lance Williams, who we had as the second pick um, uh, as second best uh, back rower heading into this year. He wasn't selected in the second round too. So kind of your overall mindset in terms of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good call. It's something that I, we probably expected coming out of the, at least the first two rounds that a few of those guys would go. I think with fly hats and scrum apps, it kind of happened exactly how we, we, we pictured it, not in terms of what players picked, but what we said when it came to, you know, once the first scrum half comes off the board, we may start seeing some dominoes fall. Once the first fly half comes off the board, we might see some dominoes fall. And 
that's exactly what happened. And it left some of the guys, AKA me, who didn't choose a fly half or a scrum half early on, stuck with some pretty slim options at that fly half and scrum half position. Yeah. And I mean, I think we talked about it on the stream show as well, that I think there was a feeling that people needed to lock up their kickers really mm -hmm. early on and get guys that are consistently getting points. And yeah, you definitely, I, I know and understood as we got on through the draft, um, you realizing that fly halves were slowly getting taken away, or at least guys that had kicking responsibilities were slowly getting taken away. And you were left with kind yeah. of reaching for the scraps and taking some yeah. shots on some guys that haven't really made an impact in the MLR as of yet. Could it pay off? It could definitely pay off. Um, but at least from a confidence level, you are still a little bit nervous in terms of having a reliable guy at the boot there uh, to set at a weekly basis. I mean, I picked three fly halves. Right <laughs> of course, I'm nervous about who the heck is going to be reliable. Two two out of the five bench positions are all fly halves just because I don't know who the heck is starting and who the heck is going to do well. So uh, that's that's me. I don't even know if Jason Potros is healthy right now. So we'll have to figure that one out. Maybe I'll I can throw him on the IR and then, you know, pick somebody up. Who knows? Um, but can I bring something up, Ryan? Yep. I got I to gotta bring this up. The audacity for Vandy. I mean, he's not even here right now. He was on the live stream, but he's not even here right now to speak for his actions. The audacity of him to pick Luke Campbell, a guy that I <laughs> have been raving on as a Hurricanes fan, have wanted him the entire time. I get access to uh, to my data. <laughs> yeah, to your sheets. Right, to take a look. And guy doesn't even know how to use hey, Excel. Hey, this, this guy looks good. I'm going to pick Luke Campbell right before I need a nine. So, you know. Good on him. Oh, you suck, Vandy. You stink. <laughs> and that's kind of the uh, the drafting tilt that we've talked about during the show where uh, when something like that happens where you think it's kind of going your way and then all of a sudden the rug gets kind of pulled off. That's when it yet. all went downhill Yeah, for me. I, I definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, let, I mean, let's talk about Vandy. I mean, he went with LaRue Milan um, at, with that very uh, that very first pick of his um, at uh, that he, center position. He can position. never make a good first pick, Ryan. I think that's just part of his it's DNA. It's tough. I mean, last season he, he had a little bit of a hard time with that first pick. Who do you go with? With. I believe it was Angus Cottrell, right? Oh, he went with like five different guys, and then finally he figured one guy was actually in the league. Yeah, so um, that was uh, that was dumb. But hey, who knows? But, uh, I mean, Liberal Milan can still pay off. He was in my top and, five from a center position. He plays on the New England Free Jacks, which is expected to be a pretty decent team. Um, and I mean, I think he gets bumped up with the uncertainty of guys like Bill Meeks. Uh, he definitely yeah. is a safer play. And, and he locks up a back row in the second round. He locks up a kicker early. He locks up Andrew Coe. We know yeah. how you know what we expect from him. Um, he locks up Luke Campbell. Of course, he would. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I think his team looks good. I think despite despite maybe the shaky first pick, I think the rest of his team is is building out real nicely. And he's, I think he's happy with his draft. And I mean, give props also to kind of the newer guys in our league. And when I'm talking about new members, Eagles Overseas, MLR All Access, uh, Rugby Wrap Up, and James Dealey of MLR, MLR Stats, um, they, oh. they seem to be pretty decent in terms of knowing the guys that they wanted. Um, obviously, Rugby Wrap Up went a little bit uh, Rugby New York heavy in there with the uh, picks of jack hyden and then dylan yep. fawcett i mean uh, and i mean it's what you expected rugby, um, rugby morning had something to say about their draft so uh interesting Tough. interesting enough um mlr all access going with the seattle seawolves handcuff uh going with AJ Not the handcuff the stack the Ryan. stack story story the stack um you have the hand you have the new the mlr all access team uh went with aglatimu with their third overall pick and then coming back around to them in the second 
second round, they went with J.P. Smith. Obviously, uh, the the nine, the ten and the nine for the Seattle Seawolves, respectively. I think that's a move that could really pay off, and it not only is it a stack. It's one of the best stacks in the league. You're talking about the best fantasy fly half in 2022. And then yep. also uh, a top three scrum half in JP mm-hmm. Smith. And when you combine those two guys together, uh, I mean, it can really pay dividends. It can also hurt you if Seattle has any bad games. I mean, you're going to take hits at those points, but those are also the risk you're willing to take when it comes to the, the, the payoff that it might have if Seattle is expected to be as good as they are heading into 2023. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how this stack really is going to work um you know i don't know whether one is going to benefit from more points from the other we'll see if aj alatimu is more of a boating walker and scored a little bit more tries maybe you know maybe we see that that being a bit more effective but we'll have to see once the season starts i think i think they either regardless of whether it's a stack or not they ended up with two great you know top two guys at their position so um so yeah i Regardless of the stack, I think it's two great picks. Now, talking about strategy and with that stack, what what do you think is kind of the the best positional stack? Would you say maybe it's like a fly half, like back three or center back three? Maybe trying to see if you can capitalize on both the tries and the assists that happen out um, on the outside. What is kind of that that mentality? I mean, fly half, scrum half is still yeah, pretty good. Um, fly half, scrum half is good, but I mean, I mean for for me, like you want to look at the guys that are that are going to be scoring points for you. So like. You know, a center fly half, maybe that's a good stack. Um, but at the same time, you know, centers, you're not really looking for tries. You're looking sure. for those meters gained. You're looking at those tackles. You're looking at those, uh, you know, you know, not so much, not so much going to have the ability to have try assist for them. Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a fly half back three because the, the potential for the cross field kick, the potential for the, you know, you know, balls out the back that could end up going to the back three and, and end up having big line breaks or tries. I think it's tough. I think it's so much different than, you know, what we prototypically or stereotypically think of football, sure, fantasy football stacks, because, you know, there's not a guy that is throwing to just wide receivers or just tight ends. Like there's so much variability in how a try assist can happen. The nine, you know, most, uh, most nine try assists are probably going to be the forwards most of the time. So, sure. um, it's kind of difficult to, to really look at a stack and see how, you know, value its effectiveness in our league. And that, that's why we love fantasy MLR because not only is it something that's brand new that we're kind of learning these strategies as we kind of yep. go, but there's just a whole nother level of dynamicness when it comes to playing this style of fantasy uh-huh. uh, within the rugby space. Been a lot of fun. Um, another kind of storyline that we had heading into this draft as well was when are we going to see the guy that it's going to say, and is, it's Vandy and it was Vandy with Joel Hodgson taking him in that, that third round um, at the fly half position, locking up uh, his team's fly half. We all know that yep. he is a uh, outside Utah Warriors fan, a secret San Diego <laughs> Legion fan on the inside. Yep. Uh, but nonetheless, he likes to say that he's a, he's a hardcore Utah Warriors fan. He went with Lance Williams, like we mentioned, in that second round. But yeah, the first guy that uh, that is making his first MLR appearance, uh, Joel Hodgson, was the first guy that we saw um, get taken that hasn't had yep. any MLR experience before. And I, and about right where we expected to right. the third round right we said we said i think going into that the first guy would be taken in the third round you might have had the guy going earlier but 
Vandy kind of followed status quo. We gave him the script and he followed along perfectly. And some other guys that are brand new to the league that uh, also got drafted kind of earlier on. Uh, Tito Diaz-Bonilla of Old Glory yeah. DC. Their fly half got taken in the fourth round by Stephen Lowen of the Feral Hippies. And then you got uh, Rodney Iona getting taken by Rugby Morning in the fifth round. Yeah, um, yeah those two getting taken was my downfall there. Yeah, it's, Right it's when really they got taken, up. that was my downfall. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that was tough. And you mentioned there was going to be a string of fly halves that happened. It was just when was that going to happen? It seemed like it really happened during that three, third round to fifth round kind of space. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to, I guess, before we kind of wrap up this draft conversation, kind of look towards this uh, tasty draft grades that uh, John uh, Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning has kind of dropped for us. Um, were there any surprises kind of later on that you kind of, uh, that you were shocked that a guy was taken so late, at least from a fantasy perspective, maybe steals that happened, um, or even earlier on picks that you maybe were left scratching your head a little bit. Um, I mean, Luke, yeah. we talked about Luke Burden getting taken in the end of that first that round. Was a head that, was, that was kind of a, a little bit of a head scratcher. I could, I could kind of reason with Jack Hyden getting taken with that yep. sixth pick with rugby wrap, but we didn't have him in the first three rounds, but looking back on it, maybe it was a guy that we should have considered in our, our three rounds mock draft um and then in terms of of of, uh, of kind of steals down low i mean you talk about i mean a guy like sam windsor getting taken in the 13th round uh, uh, not by, worth it. by uh by Hoke. i know it's kind of you you have a little bit of a, of, not a worth it. of a of a uh of a you don't want you don't want to ride history, that train a history of sam windsor train. but nonetheless but was there anyone like that for you that stood out that got taken late that you think is going to pay uh, off in the long run I mean, the big one for me, I think, was Bailey Wilson. I mean, Bailey Wilson didn't get taken to the last round. You know, captain of of, of Utah, um, the guy pretty much I had him last year, and the guy pretty much would start and finish almost every game. Um, he was a lock there. So I was surprised he went in the last round. The other thing is I was surprised nobody, and including myself, because I had him in my own top five. Nobody nobody drafted Liam Halamims. Yeah. Um, so I had him in my own top five. I realized after the fact that I was like, oh, you know, and, Look out for him in our waiver talk conversation because I'm going to bring him up. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I think one last name I want to mention as kind of a steal, um, Avery Oideman, uh was a name that I mm. think is something that I wanted to bring up because he took a break. He's not a new guy, but he took a break last season uh, from the MLR. Uh, was he playing overseas, Matt? Uh, is that uh, yeah, he was? he was going to school in Wales. Okay, so he was overseas. Uh, but the season before that, Matt and I were talking when he was with the Toronto Arrows. He was the leading try scorer, I believe, right? Or he was up there. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the leading try scorer until two, he was left. It, until he left. Or until he got hurt or something like that. But okay. Uh, regardless, he's electric. I talked about him early on when he he signed. Um, I'm glad Rugby Morning saw that too. I'm honestly surprised that somebody non-Canadian. Took him. <laughs> like not jam delay. Um, yeah, I mean, we thought, yeah, we thought uh, James Dealey was going to pick him. That's for sure. He had a little bit of Toronto Arrows, uh, Arrows uh, flavor yeah. in his draft. And I was, strategy. I was honestly hoping to pick him off the waiver wire, but hey, rugby morning, kudos to you. That guy's going to be a great pickup. And then uh, the last interesting thing, too, is that the very, the or I should say the only, I believe, looking down this list, rookie. That yeah. was taken in our fantasy MLR draft was taken by MLR all access in the 11th round. And of course it's going to be Sam Gala, a guy that yeah. had so much, uh, uh, so much, I guess, hype about him heading into obviously the, the actual MLR draft. Um, why not? 
take a take a shot on him. I mean, who knows what he can do with the Dallas Jackals? Um, it's a little bit uh, tough because he is on the Dallas Jackals. We we talked about it. when was it when the first Dallas Jackal went off the board? I think it wasn't until like maybe the, the like the seventh or eighth round. I think. Yeah, um, definitely not early. happening. Um, it definitely wasn't early, but to see a rookie kind of in the mix was was a cool thing. And we'll see whether or not heading into next week after a round of of game matches are played, if there's any other rookies that kind of emerge and end up being kind of those top waiver wire pickups guys like uh, Owen Rudden guys like uh, Callie Martinez um, who knows uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to see yeah. whether or not they they are actually fantasy relevant because we know there's a, a difference there when it comes to that production versus actual production on the field um, but yeah no super exciting stuff um, let's kind of shift over to we mentioned uh, uh, rugby morning John Fitzpatrick is going to be uh, giving and, and contributing to a lot of fantasy MLR content throughout the season on a weekly basis again uh, he already uh, released a article um, a couple days ago with regards to kind of the startings of these league and kind of the whole concept behind it, which was really cool uh, for someone to put that down in writing. We've talked about it on the yep. show before here, but uh, just yesterday he comes out now with draft grades and playoff probabilities. Now how he calculated these playoff probabilities, I have no idea what type of calculus or, uh, or formulas he's using, uh, but nonetheless, I'll take it. I'll take it for what it is. And oh, I'm, I'm sure, taking it. I'm sure you'll take it for what it is because at the top of that list rugby morning is giving you matt ruck and roll the best draft grade and the highest playoff probability a draft grade of an a yeah you, should you, have an a plus you pass man a 90 percent uh playoff probability i yep. imagine a lot of that has to do with you getting jp duplacy and duncan matthews at the end of that first yep. round i think you at the end of the day, yes, you might not have uh, uh, locked up a secure fly half, but I think it does pay off to have a, a the combo of both Potros and Reese McDonald. But when you saw and that, don't forget Kirk Coleman and Kirk Coleman. But when you saw that man, uh, you must have been super pumped too. Oh, uh, I felt. I mean, I felt like list. I felt like I already won the championship. <laughs> I was ready to write the season off and just call it here. And I was going to message you and say. Let's just call it. We can use these as, as our final standings. <laughs> Get I'll your name, name on the on, jersey. I'll put yeah, my exactly. name on the jersey real quick. <laughs> Let's just call it here. I'll end on a high note because look, this isn't going to stay this way. I'm 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 pumped about this rugby morning. I'm pretty sure, you know, he even says it in the article. I'm pretty sure he's just trying to get in my head here, get my confidence up, just so he can knock me down after the first week. You know, we'll see. It'd be ironic if in the first week I end up playing him too, and he just you know beats me to a pump. <laughs> no kidding yeah it's all about mind games when it comes to uh to fantasy mlr um coming in that next wave uh the feral hippies dankus anchors both locking up b plus grades 70 percent playoff probability uh something that is is pretty good i mean it's cool to see i guess veteran uh league members getting at the top of these rankings lads on tour yeah. came in right behind with the b grade uh 60 playoff probability uh solid teams um i think that uh that you know having having the guy that they have uh you know talking about you know Lewerts Vanderskiff with lads on tour a guy that we're really high on being able to yeah. pick Mitchup Jacobson kind of in the middle rounds which I think uh you a guy you mentioned Matt, you say Mitchup Jacobson I said Mitch Jacobson um <laughs> and then Tay Walden in the eighth round that could really pay off and then yeah. you look at feral hippies I mean he got Hanko Gramecious a guy that we are super super high on locked up Dean Muir, the are. best uh best hooker uh in in the league in terms of a fantasy perspective and Dankus anchors yeah the Luke Burden 
uh, pick was kind of questionable, but he was able to kind of uh, mitigate that with Will Leonard in the second round, the, one yeah. of the top centers there. Um, you know, getting Andrew Quatron, who's still going to be, a, a, I would believe, a viable um, a, a hooker for the New England Free Jacks if he is given those starting opportunities. So interesting there. And then we got a wave of of new members with that B grade. And I don't know if this is Rugby Morning just being nice to kind of warm those guys up into the league, but MLR stats, Eagles overseas, MLR all access coming in with the B grades, um, 50% probability, 60% for James Dealey of MLR all access. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, I think nothing, nothing necessarily flashy. We talked about AJ Alatimu, the JP Smith stack, really love that. Um, and then, you know, uh, with MLR stats, I think Sam Malcolm is a, is definitely a dependable way to go. Getting James yeah. Malcolm in the fifth round was also something that was a, a pretty good steal. Oh, yeah. As that well. was also, that was a great um, steal. And then I said I was a big fan of Ross Brody as well, having the guy that really is going to be that de facto nine for the Toronto Arrows because it really isn't anyone else. So there's going to be definitely some bonus points, uh, there. Um, I guess a little bit modest rugby morning giving himself the b minus grade i think he's being hard on hard hard on himself I, you know the first time i read this i was like oh this guy is just being self-critical yeah. you know that's that's what you got to be as a fantasy manager you got to look at yourself understand where you got to improve and he's going to be big on the wherever wire making sure that he can move that up to an a grade for his team by the end of the season. It only makes him look even better, right? He starts yeah, off with of a course. low grade. Uh, he looks modest. And then, you know, of all of a sudden he starts And then he trashes him. rugby wrap up. At yeah, the end. absolutely. Um, and then, hey, you got to give our, our boy Vandy uh, some some tough love there. B minus. He says a much, improved, a much improved side from last year. But well, uh, that's pretty but still, easy. I think uh, for me personally, the LaRue Milan pick was a little bit dicey there at that start but again picking up lance williams joel hodgson andrew crow luke campbell that stretch of basically rounds two through four um two through five i should say were just i think really stellar uh for vandy mm -hmm. and then yeah you mentioned it matt uh rugby wrap up uh I mean, Jack Hyden, the questionable, again, I said that I can understand that pick. He did get Dylan Fawcett with that second round, but I think some of those middle picks, I mean, Benjamin Bonasso there in that fourth round, um, you know, uh, you know, Tavit uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it this way, Ryan. You got two of the lowest scoring positions in your first two picks of the draft. Sure. It's, you're going to have a tough go there when you have, you know, a fly half and a, and a, and a, and a, and a front row. As your top two picks, sure. you, know, you need a guy to score the points at the end of the day. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, that that about wraps up the uh, the draft coverage that we had. It's all about now looking forward of taking these teams oh, and, and hopping yeah. into week one with it. But again, we'll say it again. Just had a lot of fun with that draft. We like we mentioned, yep. we only plan to live stream four rounds of the draft at the most. I think I even said like maybe just three if we can make it. And we ended up going yeah. three and a half hours because well, uh, the lead members yeah. were loving it, and uh, and we ended up wrapping up the first. I uh, mean, we kept months. we kept giving them ways out, and they just kept coming back for more. So it is what it is. <laughs> Bandy, we stayed on for three and a half hours. Bandy Bandy showing, crushed some brews. Showing the you know. twelve pack beside him that is yeah. all done. Uh, Fitzy getting kicked to the couch because he he's drinking lots too of stuff much happened. <laughs> yeah, you guys got it. If you have three and a half hours, go and watch it. Go laugh a little bit. Put it on in the background. Have a little fun. Absolutely. All right. You ready? You ready to talk a little bit of week one, Matt? And now it's Let's time get to into get it. into what we've all been waiting for and really starting to break down um, all this stuff. I will say, though, before we get to it, uh, is there anyone – you mentioned a couple names, but is there anyone that you're looking as waiver wire pickups this Thursday, um, even though no matches have been played? You're looking at your draft, uh, your your drafted team. You have the yeah. opportunity to put a little bit of money or no money at all on these first round of fab bids. Uh, is there anyone that kind of pops out to you? 
Yeah, I mean, Liam Halamims is one that I already brought up. Uh, I think he should get scooped up. He may or may not be getting scooped up by me. Who knows? I think you'll have to find out. Um, but that's that's the big one for me that I kind of pointed out. You know, there is Mike Matarazzo, who's on a new team as well. Uh, he might be also a good pickup on Chicago. Uh, we know we love our Chicago players there. And then, yeah, that, those are the two that I'm kind of looking looking at. Uh, everybody else, I think I think you, you can kind of wait and see after week one and see how they play into the lineups. And, and this might be also an opportunity to kind of take some flyers. Maybe if you yep. don't like the guy that's at the end that you picked with your last pick, hey, maybe take a flyer on a guy like Paul Cellini. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who you may think might be valuable at that second row position. Uh, one that I'll mention is kind of a little bit off the board. Um, I know that Rugby Wrap-Up went with the whole strategy of not drafting a defense or set piece, um, and he, I'm sure he's going to be making a pickup, so I'll give you the advice on which one you should pick up because a lot of the good ones are taken um, as of right now. Look for Old Glory DC and that set piece because their front, their, their front pack they're a bunch of big boys. They got depth yeah. there. Um, I think that they'll be uh, they'll be looking to to really make an impact from that front end, and that's going to translate into a whole bunch of scrum try assist or mall try assists, um, and maybe oh, yeah. uh, maybe getting some bonus points here and there. So some of the things that that I was looking out for. So all right. Let's get into it. Enough stalling let's here. Get into Starting it. Yep. to break down week one. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys that we're looking forward to seeing in these matches, what we expect from these matches. Oh, the entire season yeah. opens Ryan. up on Friday uh, with between the matchup in Atlanta, between the Toronto Arrows and Rugby Atlanta. We get to see this this new branded Rugby Atlanta team, and obviously uh, some of the boys that we're, we're close with on the Toronto Arrows um, should be uh, a decently exciting matchup. They, they open up the season with the matchup of Fire and Ice. Yeah, the Fire and Ice Cup or whatever the heck it's called. I mean, the big storyline here for me is the fact that Rugby Atlanta is coming in hot with the new sponsor, Arrow Exterminators, and the first week they're playing the Arrow. So, pretty ballsy know, there. Pretty pretty ballsy there. Uh, but this is going to be an awesome way to start start the MLR season. This matchup is always a great one. We always love to see these two teams face off. Absolutely. Uh, guys that you're kind of looking out for in this matchup, particularly, I mean, obviously there's the big names. I'm really excited to see Lucas Rumble do Lucas Rumble things. He's a guy that was yep. taken later in our Especially draft. with our new stats, Ryan. Exactly. He's a guy that I know is going to make a whole bunch of tackles and get breakdown steals. So he's going to really be that test guy to see what does the shift of these new stats really turn some of these players into, into in terms of fantasy relevant guys. So I think Lucas Rumble will be a, a big example of that. I mentioned Paul Cellini. Yep. He might be a guy that you're looking out for on the waiver wire later in the in the season um yep. and and it should be very very interesting to see but those are two for, guys that i'm looking for. yeah for me for me it's that toronto backline i mean this toronto backline is so new they brought in so many new guys i've got two uh tua tasi on my team I'm i drafted him it. yeah well i said it for you and it's a great name to say um you know, I'm looking forward to him. I'm also looking forward to Fabian Goodall, another center on that squad. Um, you know, potentially seeing maybe if he's a good pickup, looking at Nick Ben, you know, Avery Oideman, who already got dropped by Rugby Morning, see how he does. Also looking at Cole Davis, who scored two tries in that preseason. A lot of new guys in this back line. I think it'll be interesting to see what guys are going to stand out, who's going to work in that roster, and what that starting re- ro- uh, lineup looks like. All right, and on the Rugby Atlanta side, uh, I I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see Johan Mumsen. I mean, we talked yeah. about the special 
player he oh, is yeah. at that second row position. Um, it's going to be cool to see what he's able to do, um, mm-hmm. especially with the the new stats in there. Uh, Matt, this is a guy that you're sticking with. You had him last oh, season. Yeah. Um, he was pivotal in your last place finish last year. But oh, yeah. hey, uh, you got him with well, the fourth round. Well, actually, I dropped him. I think that's why I got last place. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but he's uh, you picked him in the fourth round there. So it should be interesting to see if he's going to be that special player and that big advantage. We talked about guys mm-hmm. that uh, a position that really doesn't score a lot of points, but Johan Mumsen definitely scores a lot of points at that position. So he's a huge advantage to have there. Um, going to be interesting to see kind of the 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 scrum half position, uh, the scrum half setup in Rugby Atlanta because yeah. uh, for people who may be uh, searching for a scrum half still, I mean, you got Ryan Reese there, Rowan Gauss. What will happen there? Evan Conlon's coming into the mix as well. So we'll get to see that shake up. And then, uh, you know, we'll get to see, also see uh, Will Leonard do Will Leonard things. But I'm also excited to see kind of rookies like uh, let Seth Purdy hop on and, and see. What uh, we'll see. Do. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he makes a lineup because there's three centers already on that on yeah. that roster that probably are, are making that lineup over him. But nothing on him. That's just the way that it goes for rookie the rookie class if, you're not, if your name's not Sam Gola. But, yeah, I'm excited to see Will Leonard for me. Um, wanting to see him perform at that top three center level. Um, and really just excited to see what type of points these guys are going to produce. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Uh, one last thing before we move on, who's winning this matchup, Toronto arrows or rugby Atlanta, uh, Toronto arrows. I think the Toronto arrows will be, uh, will be taking this one as well. Um, all right, moving on to the, uh, the second matchup of, uh, Friday at eight o'clock Eastern, the NOLA gold taken on the new England free jacks, another massive matchup to start off the year. Yeah. Um, new England, obviously a powerhouse last season during the regular season, mm-hmm. um, falling to rugby, New York in the playoffs, but NOLA gold is a team that we have a lot of high hopes for made a lot of improvements heading into oh, this yeah. year. We talked about the addition of Luke Campbell. Um, I mean, let's start about, uh, on the NOLA gold side, guys that you're looking forward to in this matchup. Um, I'm going to assume that it is a guy like Luke Campbell, even though he's on Bandy's yeah. team. I mean, I'm going to throw out the, the two guys, Luke Campbell and Rodney Iona. What does that combo look like? How comfortable are they with each other? You know, how is Rodney Iona playing in the game style that they're playing? How's Luke Campbell doing in the game style that they're playing? Is how they're playing going to be fantasy relevant and help them uh, increase their value? I think those are the two guys that I'm really looking at and I'm excited to see. Yeah, yeah, should be should be interesting, and then you'll get us also see our boy JP Duplessis do oh, yeah. uh, do big time things. At also, the position. yeah, in that center position though, Jordan Jackson Hope. I'm gonna say watch out for him too. He might be somebody that I'm gonna have to pick up and have both of their centers, you know, just to see who's the guy that's gonna be really taking the ball here and taking the lead in terms of ball carries and ball meters. And then let's shift over to the New England Free Jacks side. I think it's all about change when it comes to the New England Free Jacks. Obviously yep. losing uh, what was the MVP become of Canadian, the ML- <laughs> What has become the MLR uh, MVP last season. Bodine Waka no longer part of the New England Free Jacks. Matt is going all in on the the, the New England Free Jacks fly half room. Yep. Uh, drafting both Reese McDonald and Jason Putros. If one of even- them has to start, Ryan. <laughs> one one of, them, of them has to start. One of them has to start. And I'm sure you're going to have a, a fantastic time throughout the year figuring out which one uh, that is starting yep. each week. Uh, as you sweat uh, to I now I don't know what New England Free Jacks's uh, resume was last season in terms of getting lineups out early. I feel like they were the one of the better teams, so that may I hope that, so that, that, that may be playing your favor in terms of deciding. Or else I'm, I'm going Kirk Coleman. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, no kidding. Um, but yeah, that that will be interesting to see how that shakes up. Are they even yeah. close to the Bodine Waka type production? Obviously, Doubt there's it. only one Bodine Waka, but even to get a piece of that, um, especially at the draft capital that you play uh, yeah. paid for them, uh, that would be be really really interesting. I'm also interested to see what uh, Ben Lesage does. Um, in terms, you can of, say Lesage. I well rugby a wrap up. Matt McCarthy correct me, so I'm going to do my best Whatever. in terms of getting the pronunciations right. Uh, ben Lesage is going to be in that room, uh, in that in that mix. It's going to be interesting because that's a deep center room too. Wayne Vanderbank, Larue yeah. Milan, who was drafted in that first round by. I mean, uh, we'll by... even see if Larue Milan even plays this weekend, yeah. right? I know, I know that there's speculation that he may be hurt, so we'll see what that center lineup looks like. Um, but yeah, you bring up a really good point there. That center room is going to be interesting in how they work together. Um, and then I'll just leave it at uh, Andrew Quatran. Excited, excited. He was obviously yeah. a, a dominant player when he was with the Arrows. Um, yeah. And to now see him with the New England Free Jacks uh, should be interesting to see how he kind now, of uh, enters the fold. They do have Mills yeah. Santarivi. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there yeah. um, and and how that kind of all plays. And and I'll just add also Mitch Mitch Jacobson, Ryan. We'll, we'll, we'll get to see a chance. Uh, we'll get a chance to see how, how he does and, and, and how much, how involved he's going to be. Absolutely. In every game. Absolutely. All right. Between the new Nola Gold and the New England Free Jacks, who are you taking, Matt? Going Nola Gold. And I think I'm also going to take Nola Gold here as well. Ryan, you're just copying. I know. Right? We got to do a little bit different because we're going to keep this tally throughout the season and see who does I've been cheering for Nola Gold for I years. Know. I know. I know. But uh, you've, you've, you've had me now jump on this Nola Gold bandwagon and this hype train because I, I think I agree with you. I'm pretty excited for this team. All right. Moving on to now the first matches of Saturday. Uh, it starts off at 2 o'clock Eastern time. The All Glory DC taking on the brand new Chicago Hounds. Um, I guess let's start with Old Glory DC, Matt. Um, uh, this is a team that obviously had a rough year last season. Three yep. uh, th- three wins on the season, 13 losses, but they put up the most points in the entire league despite having that, but they also let up the second most points in the league. So you're not going to be winning many matchups when it comes to that as nope. well. But nonetheless, I, I'm super excited to see what Tito Diaz-Bonilla does at that fly yep. hat position. Um, Kurt Baker joins the mix as a player coach there as well. And then we talk about this this powerful front row that they have going between Jack Escaro, the incoming Ramiro Herrera. You know, you got the rookies, Koi Koi Nelligan and Cali Martinez. We'll see how they kind of enter that mix. And you obviously got Facundo Gaddis as well. Um, I think, again, I mentioned it, that they might be a, a defense or set piece that you will look to pick up. Um, but I'm excited to see what they have there. And also, uh, now this year, team captain, Jamison Fahanana Schultz, can he stay mm-hmm. disciplined? Can he go there uh, and, and be an impactful player on the field? Because if he does stay on the field and is available, I think his fantasy out outlook is going to change quite a bit um, uh, throughout the course of the season as compared to 2022. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how long Fanana Banana goes without punching a guy in the face. So uh, we'll have to start the timer on that and see how many weeks it takes. I think you pointed out a good guy, Ryan. I'll just I'll just back on your your pick for Kurt Baker to be watching out for this weekend. I think he may have a big weekend, a big first week in the MLR. And let's now shift over to the Chicago Hounds, a team that we kind of... All right, don't know much about. We're going to see them for the first time this weekend. Uh, We kind of know on paper for a long time what was happening. Uh, But guys that I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see, again, uh, kind of the same way Old Glory to see how this pack operates. Can Hugh Roach be the guy that really uh, benefits from that? Uh, We talked about how uh, Sam Harris has moved from Austin Gilgronis to uh, coach the Chicago Hounds. Hugh Roach Mm -hmm. was a part of Austin, and we know how powerful that front pack was in terms of mauling and getting tries in. So, 
can Hugh Roach kind of capitalize on that coming here? And then I'm excited to see Luke Cardi, man. This is a guy that was dealing with a lot of injury stuff with the Giltinis before, not really that available last season, but he has all the tools in his toolbox in terms of weapons around him to really be a strong distributor. And if that's the case, he's going to be very, very fantasy relevant. And if not, you know, winning people uh, weeks when it comes to, uh, to a week-to-week basis for the Chicago Hounds. Yeah, I mean, for me, it'll just be interesting to see what lineup they put out there. You know, I don't know what the back line looks like. They got 110 on their roster so far that we can confirm. They've got two centers, not three. So I think it'll be interesting to see even what their lineup looks like. Um, and maybe, you know, some sneaky picks will be be made from guys who we didn't even know were in the league. And I expect it's going to be Marco Keefe and Bryce Campbell there starting at the, yep. uh, the center position. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the production that they have because uh, they're stepping in uh, for a guy that obviously had a lot of high hopes with Bill Meeks uh, possibly not being available for the start of the season. And then I'll just throw one uh, last name in there, J.P. Eloff. Um, he he was the guy that, that was brought in by the Chicago Hounds, played for Nola Gold last season. Um, can he be the benefactor out there being the try scorer for them? Because if he is, he'll be a fantasy steal as well. Um, so... Ogway DC at home against the Chicago Hounds. Matt, who you got? I got to go with Ogway DC. I think uh, they're going to start uh, off strong. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I, I don't know enough about these Chicago Hounds in order to go with them. I think I think a lot of the guys that we were hoping to that they would be able to rely on uh, potentially aren't even playing uh, until later on. And I, I already, I already made uh, this this pick on on. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I have been uh, uh, have a great opportunity with now being the host of the official Old to Glory DC podcast, The Road to Glory. Uh, we had a little prediction segment on that show, and I cited what Old to Glory DC uh, made a real. Uh, the my uh, co-host on that show, Gavin Hickey and uh, Roland Pratt, both made uh, really good points about um, Old Glory DC. Really has an advantage here in terms of by not seeing what the Chicago Hounds have, they can really stick to their game plan with new head coach Josh Sims, go into the matchup, really focusing on what they need to do, and that might pay dividends as there's no kind of second thoughts in terms of a game plan. Go in, test it out, and it may pay dividends heading into there. So I'll go Old Glory DC as well. Three three of three, man. We're the same here. We got we got to switch it yeah, up. Well, and, and you're, a just bit. Co- you're just copying me at this point. Ugh. Also, that's a weird take for in my opinion, but hey, let's move on. Uh, we'll move on here. All right, second matchup of the day, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, airing on Fox Sports 2. So one of the big Ooh. matchups of the weekend. San Diego Legion taking on the Utah Warriors in that beautiful brand new uh, uh, home of the San Diego Snapdragon. Legion, Snapdragon Stadium. Um, let's talk about some guys that you're looking forward to. I'm I'm all, I'm calling this the Mikey Teo redemption match uh, because he used to be on the Utah Warriors and now he's on the San Diego Legion. Uh, he's yeah. a guy that you might want to look out for in terms of what he can do now back on the San Diego Legion. Uh, but for you, who are you really looking out for in, in this Legion squad? Yeah, I mean, I've got Oxberger on my squad, so I'm obviously seeing where he fits into this lineup. You know, is he going to be the starting nine? That nine room is pretty deep. Um, but it'll be exciting to see him back on the field. He was injured for a lot of last season. Um, and then the other, you know, the, the other one is also, you know, I'm always excited to see what what Matthias Fryer and, you know, Ryan Matias and how those that back three looks. They always have been electric. Um, I'll let you kind of speak from Mikey tail. I'm excited to see him too, but that back three room is just has gotten even more electric this year and I'm excited to see how they operate. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Uh, let's shift over to now the Utah Warriors here. Um, Vandy's favorite team, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so we gotta, well, I gotta make sure that we're we're given all the juicy tidbits here. Um, I mean, the biggest storyline here is with Joel Hodgson, right? You, you're yeah. looking at a brand new guy that's stepping in that fly hat position. Um, uh, he's he's in the mix with Calvin Whiting there, but it sounds like that Whiting will be moving to the uh, like a center position. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, that right. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of operates but uh i'm assuming for you too joel hodgson is is kind of the guy that you're really pointing out here for the utah warriors yeah and i mean also the first hooker in front row that i picked was henry bell you know he's a new guy he's the rookie or a new guy in the mlr coming over from the bunnings cup we've talked about in the past i had him in my top five i'm excited to see what he looks like if he's starting you know um and how he looks uh how he looks uh, for the utah warriors and i'm interested to see kind of where the kicking duties lay with this team as well obviously we expect joel hodgson to be kicking um but yeah. caleb mackey was also a guy that was very successful for them last season as well um so it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out but between the legion between the utah warriors who are you going with here on uh, on saturday at snapdragon stadium i mean i'm going with the warriors oh my gosh i'm going with the war dude we're gonna go oh, we're gonna i already dude. no you're the i already made no, this pick on on, no, on the on the road to glory podcast no, last night you didn't <laughs> i did no, you you got, didn't. it's on record man uh but i guess you're both going and and mind you i'm reminding all the listeners and the viewers matt and i did not go over these picks before this is ridiculous we started this podcast but this yeah. is ridiculous I'm going to Utah Warriors as well. Um, all I right, well, Vandy would have gone San Diego Legion. <laughs> that would have been very telling if he did. That's for sure. All right, let's shift up to the evening mat, the late evening matchup on Saturday. Man, this is, I think, the one that probably most people are looking forward to. This is this the one that should have been on matchup. Fox Sports too. No, because this one's on Fox Sports One. Whoa. Uh, Seattle Seawolves taking on the New York Ironworkers in a rematch of last year's MLR final, uh, wow. nine thirty p.m. Eastern time. Um, I mean, there can't be enough said about this matchup. It's going to be no. high stakes. It's going to be a lot of re uh, redemption, a lot of vengeance yep. involved here. Yep. Um, I guess we got to. We'll start with the runner-ups here, the Seattle Seawolves. Um, lots of storylines going into this one. Uh, what What are you looking at most in terms of players and fantasy production? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's going to be the Riker Hatting story. You know, we uh, I want to see whether is he starting, is he going to be playing? How does Ronan Foley's uh, yep. position kind of play into the way that Riker Hatting is going to be on the field at eight? Is Ronan Foley going to move to a different position? We don't know. We're going to find out. Um, and I think that will just be definitely be something to watch because that can have a huge fantasy impact depending on how that combo works. And talk about other handcuffs as well, ones that you have. Uh, you got both uh, Connor Mooneyham and Duncan Matthews. That's I sure do. That's something else that I'm very interested to see how that operates. Obviously, we know yeah. what Duncan Matthews is able to do. But Connor Mooneyham, a former first-round pick of the MLR. Uh, and had a great preseason. Pick, had a great preseason, came from the Austin Gilgronies, signs with the Seattle Seawolves. Um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of plays into the fold. So should be interesting stuff. All right, shifting over now to the uh, 2022 MLR champions, the rug now I should say rugby New York Ironworkers. Yeah. I mean, lots of lots of uh, lots of storylines here with this team too, because even for a team that won the championship last season, they still and didn't made change some, much, Ryan. Didn't change much. A couple departures that were key to kind of that 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 uh, that run last year, but then also yeah. a couple acquisitions that are coming in. Obviously, losing um, Nehemiah Miller Scudder and Wysocki Hollow for this season, but yeah. they do bring in Tay Walden, and I'll start with it there. I'm super excited to see how he kind of gets interjected into the mix. I could imagine probably 
in this first week, you may not want to be starting him in your fantasy lineups just because if he will obviously wait for the lineups to come out. I can't imagine that he would maybe be starting this week over uh, Jason Emery and Fasi Fuatai, to be honest. Um, those are guys, obviously, that were starting last season. I think well, uh, by the yeah. end of the year, Tay Walden will be in the starting mix, but I think to open up the year, especially with how late he joined the Ironworkers, maybe a little bit of time before we see what Tay Walden can actually do in the MLR. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll have to see what this, what this back line looks like. I think the addition of Tay Walden makes a lot of interesting decisions in terms of do you move, do they move Fuatai to the wing now you know a back three of Fuatai Windsor and, and Co um sorry Co Fuatai and, and and Fido or Fidal Fidal you know it, it's 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 that's a pretty deadly back three right there so um I think it'll be interesting to see that for me the one thing that I want to see is is what can Fidal do this season is he going to be worth it for that number one pick um you know, is he going to be the guy that we're expecting and the guy that Rugby Morning is expected to blow to really blow up again this year, just like he did last year? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. I have a feeling we're picking the same team in this one, too. Uh, but the Seattle Seawolves at home against the Rugby New York Ironworkers, I would like to say on the record, I have also made this pick already on the record, so I know who I'm going with. Okay, you go first um, this time, Ryan. But I'll, I'm going to be taking the uh, Rugby New York Ironworkers in this one to uh, to repeat against the Seattle Seawolves. All right, nice. I'm going Seattle Seawolves. <laughs> All right. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because I knew you were going to pick Seattle Sea. You, 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 you weren't picking Seattle Seawolves before. Yeah, I was. Uh, were you? Okay. I right. was. Look at that Seattle Seawolves it squad, is, Ryan. It's, it's intense. I just, I can't That's, go. That, that Seattle Seawolves squad is better than last year. It is. It is. Rugby New York has hardly changed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Harper. Actually, they might have gotten worse with the loss of, you know, Andy Ellis and some of those other guys that were playing True. in the finals. And Andy Ellis. Is and, I guess that's a storyline to mention, too, is like this nine room, right? You got Connor McManus, Connor Buckley. Um, yeah. They brought in Christian Rodriguez. Uh, Eamon Matthews. Uh, Eamon Matthews. Obviously, last season, we saw most of Connor McManus filling in that yeah. role when Andy Ellis but, wasn't playing. But but yeah, I mean, but look at the additions of the Seattle Seals, right? You look at Ben Mitchell. You're looking at Connor Mooneyham. You know, you're looking at... Uh, at I'm trying to look at who else is, is new to that team. But but those are the big names right there, right? Like Peter Malcolm as well, Jake Turnbull. Like all these guys are just more additions to the squad that have made them an even better squad than last year. And they still got Ronan, they still got Riker Hatting. They add Ronan Foley. True. Fair enough. It's uh can, can, you I, know, can, don't... I, can I change my pick? No. <laughs> um no, I, you already I, put it on the record. And I will say as well, uh th- Seattle is playing at home uh, for this that too. matchup too. And uh, the Starfire Sports Complex is uh, is definitely a bump in place. Um, Always to is. To play at home. And it'll be definitely a tough environment for the rugby New York Ironworkers uh, to play and come out with a victory there. All right. Uh, kind of a weird matchup to finish off the first week uh, on Sunday. The lone matchup on Sunday, 8.05 p.m. Eastern time kickoff uh, in Arlington. The Dallas Jackals taking on the Houston Sabercats. I don't even, I've, I've lost track of what these cups are called. Do, we, do you know what the, the the Dallas Jackals and the Houston Sabercats one is called yeah the uh, the the meow cup I'm gonna I'm gonna search this one up but while it's I'm saying meow, that it's the meow um, it's the meow cup Ryan just believe me now for the uh, for the kitty cat <laughs> uh, to. <laughs> The kitty cat cup yeah exactly yeah the kitty uh, cat cup uh, yeah let's rename it right now uh but let, let's talk about uh I, I mean let's start with the dallas jackals first and get it out of the way i mean from a fantasy perspective what do we they even know stink. what do we even know from this team obviously it'll be interesting to see what sam gala we, is able to can do can we take in co told us that these guys might win a chip this year or something like that he said watch out for those <laughs> dallas jackals whatever <laughs> just just kind of boosting up the entire league man come on uh but yeah i mean it's sam gala for me looking at this uh really 
and then just kind of looking at the team overall and just trying to determine whether or not there's anyone else that's fantasy relevant on this squad. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's like you're looking at some of these Argentinians and, and how is that going to play into this? You know, they have so many uh, Argentinian kind of invasion on this team. Uh, does that help their team? You know, you look at a guy like Marcos Moroni, who was on the Houston Sabercats last year. He's a class player. Is this his year that he's going to kind of explode? I like him. I've always liked him since he joined the MLR. Um, I'll be looking out for him to see maybe whether he's a he's a sneaky little pickup going into uh, into next week. Absolutely. All right, let's shift over to the Houston Sabercats. Obviously, this yeah. is a team that I'm very, very high on with some yeah. of these key guys. I'm looking at Hanko Gramecius, Luritz oh Vanderskiff, and I'll even oh throw... My gosh. Nathan Denhote in there as well. Um, obviously, uh, both uh, Hanko and Nathan Denhote coming from uh, the LA Giltinis from last season. And then Lourdes Vanderskiff having that seven-game, seven-try stretch there as well should be pretty interesting to see yeah. um, kind of how that all plays out. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the three guys that I'm really excited to kind of see. And you can even throw uh, Jerry Labuscagne in there as well. Labuscagne. Uh, um, to see how he does in the fantasy mix. But what about for you? Yeah, I, I'm looking at two guys. Drew Wild, that newcomer who is in my back three top five. I'm excited to see him. I was excited to see Vandy draft him too. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do for this field for, for this team. Also, looking out for where Christian Dyer is in that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. If he's on the wing, I think that's great for fantasy. I think he's always been way more electric on the wing than he has been at center. Um, so I think I think seeing that and seeing if that's going to be something that we'll see moving forward, that's going to be big for his draft capital and his trade capital uh, moving forward. That uh, that is definitely sure. And I just searched it up, and I have an answer for you on what this uh, this cup is called. Now I don't know if it still counts, but there was something called the Lone Star Champs, and that was uh, a, ah. a something though that was played between the Gilgronies, the Sabercats, and the Jackals. I'm okay. not sure if that still counts. So I think we're going well, with now, the, now I think we're going the kitty with the, cat I think we're going with the kitty cat. It's the kitty cat kill. Is that what it's called? So we'll, we'll see whether or not uh, who comes out on top. Uh, but Sponsored for... by Purina. <laughs> Too good. Uh, all right. Well, who's taking the kitty cat cup then? The Dallas Jackals or the Houston Sabercats to round out week one? Ah, you go first. <laughs> well, dude, that's not going to change your answer. I know it's not going to change. You go first. Uh, I'm going to pick the Houston Sabercats. I think it's yeah, a good Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're going with the Sabercats. <laughs> we all know what the Jackals are. All right. Well, uh, those are our picks for uh, for this first week. Uh, we'll go back in, uh, in next week and, and tally those up to see who lands up on top. Obviously, it just comes down to the matchup that'll be airing on Fox Sports yeah, 1. And, and Vandy, Vandy automatically picks all the ones that we didn't pick. So. Exactly. He just continues to lose every single week, yeah. uh, even though he'll probably be going through a tough time anyways from he just finished this the stressfulness of watching his boys in the super bowl the kansas city chiefs win that um and now he gets to hop into the world of fantasy mlr and stress about that never yeah. never ends for oh hero, hero to zero hero to zero <laughs> yeah no kidding um but yeah man couldn't be more excited uh week one is finally here for the mlr which mm-hmm. means week one for fantasy mlr is here as well um it's all about rolling this i mean matt it feels like we've been building up to this for so long and we talked about how busy of an off season it was and and how unprecedented it felt like and I, I can only imagine it's just going to lead into a season that is going to be so exciting, so awesome, especially with unprecedented stuff that we've done here from a fantasy level with the website, with the expanded stats, now with 10 teams, with the community members that we have. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be super awesome. And again, we can't appreciate the, the support enough from the now what I'll call the fantasy MLR community because it is growing mm-hmm. fast and you guys have been awesome following along with us here. And we're hoping that uh, you'll continue to follow us along in 
this upcoming season because I don't think you guys will be disappointed. Yeah, and you know what? The, the big thing, and I think all of our fantasy managers are going to have this going into week one, is they're going to be watching the games completely different. I know Vandy's going to be watching the games yep. completely different. I know I'm going to be watching the games completely different. I'm going to be cheering for tackles. I'm going to be cheering for you know, turnovers, meters gained. You know, every time JT, JP Duplessis touches the ball, I'm going to be cheering. I don't have to wait for a try every time. It's going to be awesome. I love it. Can't wait. It's going to be a whole new experience. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, you know, a new league again. And, and um, it, so I'm excited for it. And even for guys that like the newcomers in our league, Eagle goes overseas, rugby wrap up, MLR stats, um, yeah. and the MLR all access team. Uh, we mentioned this on the draft episode too, is that they've obviously watched rugby for a long time through the lens of just being a rugby fan. And now for the first time ever, they get to watch it through a fantasy rugby lens. And you're going to be amazed on how much that skews thing. You may have been cheering for the yep. right play uh, before when you're watching and making uh -uh. that extra pass, but this season, if your player is holding on to that ball five meters away from the time uh, try line, you will the be yelling at The minute your player touches the ball, we cheer for selfish rugby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, super looking forward to this week one. No shortage of exciting matchups. Yep. Um, going to be a lot of fun. And this is where it begins, man. The, the and classic week-to-week -week show now, talking about the games, talking yep. about the previews, talking about pickups, and really going over uh, the results from a fantasy perspective. It all starts now, heading into this week one. And hey, Ryan, I guess the people can look forward to uh, to the release of the first week matchup. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm looking yep. forward to who I'm playing. I hope it's somebody, you know, not that great. You know, <laughs> one of those guys that got a B minus or maybe even rugby wrap up. Hey, at, least, um, at, least you're we'll at least you're transparent with that. But yeah, look out for yeah. that league members. We'll be uh, releasing that along with our website. The, the schedule will be up there um, in due time. Once that is up, um, we're uh, uh, Alistair and myself are working through that. And we'll make sure that that gets all set up ahead of Friday's matchups. Um, but yeah, like I said, going to be a super exciting season. Uh, can't wait for it to begin. Um, and, and we'll see you all next, next week. Once the first round of our first expanded fantasy MLR season happens and uh, we'll get to talk uh, with you guys all all over again and, and get to spend the next 18 weeks with you guys talking a little fantasy MLR which we're super excited for heck yeah got anything else to say Matt got nothing for the people except the guy that I'm facing from week one you stink I'm gonna take you down <laughs> all right well hey if you enjoyed this episode make sure you throw us a like subscribe down below as well join at fantasy Rutgers uh, uh, on uh, on Instagram on Twitter make sure you uh, join the discord community as well to be first in the know um, about the world of fantasy MLR and what we're really doing here at the fantasy Rutgers gonna be super exciting stuff and, and you'll want to be uh, joining this ride for the next 18 week period because it's only gonna go up from here uh, for Matt Yee I'm Ryan Yee we'll see you next week here on the fantasy Rucker show. Vandy, you stink. You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Signing off.